0: Hey guys, so on the podcast we got Chad Fussier. He's the current assistant coach of the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA, as long as he's also coached the Memphis Grizzlies, Orlando Magic, San-, San Antonio Spurs, and the Seattle Supersonics. In the last episode of Michael Jordan's last dance documentary, he featured as one of the boy, as one of the coaches for the Seattle Supersonics. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. What did you want to be when you were growing up?
1: Well, um, When I was, I guess probably, how old are you? 12. Well, when I was your age, I wanted to be a a basketball player. I definitely wanted to be a great college basketball player and um, maybe even play in the NBA. Um, But uh, by the time I was 17 or 18, I knew for sure I wanted to be a basketball coach. But at that time, I thought I wanted to be a high school basketball coach. That's the only thing that entered my mind.
0: Yeah. How would your oldest friend describe
1: you? Oh, a lot of ways. So my oldest friend, we're the same age, and we've been friends since we were five years old in kindergarten. And um, he describes me a lot to my family, and he describes me in a lot of ways. Um, Not all of them are very funny to me but uh no he um he would say things like i've always been determined he would say that i'm probably stubborn at times he would say that i'm competitive uh he would say that i'm annoyingly organized um he would say that I could be irritating. Now, this is going back to when we were five years old. So, um, but he says a lot of nice things too. He, he says a lot of things that, you know, he admires about me in terms of my persistence, my perseverance, um, my work ethic. Um, so those are some of the things that if he was to join our interview right now, he would probably say those things for himself.
0: Yeah. What are you most proud of?
1: You know, um, I'm just proud to, to, um, you know, be able to have a happy life away from my job, you know, with my family, family that loves me, a family that I love, um, a family that I'm able to provide for. Um, you know, those are the things that have the most meaning to me. Um, if you want to be specific about my profession and my career. Um, I'm just, I don't even really use the word proud so much as I use the word fortunate. I just feel grateful and fortunate, um, you know, for the luck that I've had and um, the opportunities I've had to, to have this career for a long time. And, and, um, I'm especially thankful for the chance that I got to, Spend coaching in San Antonio with the San Antonio Spurs for nine years and working with that organization and great players like Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and others and getting to work for a great coach and Greg Popovich and a great general manager and R.C. Buford. Um, And, of course, being able to experience such a high level of winning for so long and including winning a championship in 2014, those were fun professional experiences.
0: Yeah. How do you handle hard times, like leaving somewhere and going?
1: It's a great question, Max. Um, those, those experiences aren't always easy. Uh, there's a lot of times in the life of a professional coach and, af- and, and athletes, too, um, where you're, um, you don't get to, to choose the timeline that your opportunity you know, exists on. Um, there's more situations where people choose when it's going to end and when you're going to leave, than you get to choose for yourself. So sometimes you can see or feel those things coming and sometimes, uh, you get shocked by it. Um, but regardless, when somebody else is dictating, um, your choices and the timeline of, of your life and, and your experiences somewhere, that can be a real difficult thing. to accept and to live through. Uh, but it's part of the territory of, of life as a professional, you know, coach or athlete. And, um, it's one of those things where you have to take, you know, the bad with the good. Um, it's just another side of it that that's just a reality. And when those times come, um, you know, they can be hurtful and disappointing. Um, but you also just have to have a, you know, a, a determined attitude and an optimistic attitude that, you know, the classic line, when when one door closes, you know, um, you know, another door or another window will open up and uh, that you may not know what's going to be next, but something better will usually come around um, eventually. So I, uh, you know, I usually feel bad for a day or two. And maybe angry, maybe hurt, um, you know, whatever. Um, but ultimately, I've been through too many experiences like that that have taught me that um, there's usually something better around the corner uh, that I just can't see or know or imagine yet. Yeah. And so I usually usually get, you know, pretty excited about the anticipation of, you know, what the next surprise is.
0: Yeah. What was your path to coaching in the NBA?
1: Well, um, I was 19 years old and I was a college student just beginning my second year of college, which would have made me a sophomore in college in my home city of Seattle, Washington. And um, I got a lucky opportunity, the the NBA team, the Seattle Supersonics, my home team that is not there anymore they've been gone for I don't know how many years now maybe it's already been 10 years but it's the Oklahoma City Thunder now Uh, but they had their training camp in October uh, in the gym on my college campus and um, they needed some help during their training camp and I got a lucky um, opportunity to run down to the gym and be one of the first ones there to volunteer. And uh there's some more details to it than that, but that was my foot in the door that came as um as a surprise out of nowhere on a lucky break, classic story of, you know, right time, right place. Yeah. And um that's how it began. And then there's a lot of other things that have that, you know that happened at the start, but a lot of other things that happened from then until now. And um but that was, that was my break that, that ultimately uh, opened an opportunity in professional sports. And at that time, I didn't know that I would have a chance to make a career in the NBA. I didn't know that I'd have a chance to one day become an NBA coach. And I certainly never could have dreamed that I would be working in the NBA for what's been 24 years now. Um, um, uh, but you know, sometimes that's the way life goes.
0: Yeah. What teams have you coached in the NBA?
1: Well, so as I mentioned, I got to start in my hometown, Seattle, Washington with the Seattle Supersonics and spent five years there, um, with that team, uh, and had a lot of great experiences. Um, we won a lot of basketball games, had some great teams in those five years and, um, had some, you know, some really, some really neat times. um, Highlighted by being able to play in the NBA finals against Michael Jordan and the Bulls in in 1996, uh, which was, you know, at that time, obviously the most historic team in the NBA with 72 wins of 72 and 10 Bulls, um, but got to do that. And then uh, after spending a four-year window Um, Right after that, as as a college coach in Division I, you know, college basketball, I got a chance to go back into the NBA, and that came with the Detroit Pistons. I spent two years with the Detroit Pistons. I then went from the Pistons to the Indiana Pacers for four years, and then ended up getting a chance to go to the San Antonio Spurs, where I was coaching there for nine. Um... I left the Spurs and went to the Orlando Magic. Spent two seasons in Orlando. Then ended up for a season with the Memphis Grizzlies, which was last season. And now I'm here uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. um, And I'm in my first season here in Milwaukee. And the season's on pause right now, we think. We hope.
0: Yeah. What's it like coaching against some of the greats and Michael Jordan and all, and like LeBron and them?
1: Well, um, it's always really hard, but it, uh, it makes you a better coach. The, the, the great players make you a better coach. They make you um, dig deep and think harder and think longer and sometimes have to invent new things that you hadn't thought of before. Uh, you know, the great players will challenge um, coaches and obviously opposing players to the maximum levels, you know, that you're, that you're capable of. And obviously the the great players are also capable of being great heartbreakers because it's hard to beat great players, but um, it's always special when you know you're, you're getting a chance to to see greatness, first of all, uh, let alone try to compete against greatness and try to figure out how to, how to beat, you know, the greatness in front of you. you just know when you're going against all-time great players and, uh, and you know that it's a, it's a special time to, to, to get to have a front row seat to witness in their greatness, um, even if they cause you some pain. Um, but, uh, but, you know, great players bring, the, bring the, the best out of everybody because everyone wants to try to figure out how to, how to
0: beat them. Yeah. Now fast forward a couple of years. What was it like winning that championship with San Antonio?
1: Well, Max, um, probably like you might imagine. Have you ever won a championship? No. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you have been on some kind of a team. It doesn't matter what age you are, championships or championships. You might win the, the city or the league or the church or little league or whatever. But anyway... um I think like, you know, anyone, if you've ever won a championship, whether it's in youth sports or, or anything else, uh, you know, championships are championships, to be able to, to reach the top of the mountain is the goal that everyone wants to set out, you know, to be able to say for a day, you know, or for a couple of weeks that, that, that you're the best, um, you know, and that you got to the top of the mountain and achieved the ultimate goal um, and to work at the highest level, of, of the sport in the greatest league in the world and be able to, to work with and and, and compete against um, the best players on the planet and go through a long, you know, nine month journey, um, you know, of the 82 game regular season and six or eight preseason games and all the things that you can go through in a long, long, you know, eight or nine month season. And then to be able to get through the, the, you know, the battles and the grind and, and the difficult, um, you know, stress and strain and challenge that the playoffs represent and and get the job done is, is exhilarating. And it's, you know, it's the business that we're all in to try to be the best and, and to win championships and championships are extremely difficult to win no matter how good your team is. Um, but the greatest thing, you know, that, that I took away from that max was, um, just being able to do it with, with such a special group of people, you know, the, the, the players that I got to coach and the coaches, I got to work with and, and the organization and all the people that were a part of it, uh, just, it was a special group of people. And, um, you know, you look back on it and you realize that the, that the journey from when you started in September to when you got to the, to the top of the mountain in the middle of June, um, you just look back and think about what a journey it was. And, um, you know, that ends up being the special part. And then really what you take away from it is you realize after achieving something like that with a group of people, uh, the, the the degree of, of, of bonding that you do with those people for the rest of your life, your career. You know, we all go different places. We, you know, we all coach different places now and players are retired and some players are playing on other teams and you know, you run into people in different places, but all the people that you won a championship with, you're connected to for life, you know, with a, with a deep bond. And that's been something that continues to be um, a rich reward, I think, for all of us and, and anybody that's been part of a championship group um, that, that just kind of keeps it's, – it's a gift that always keeps giving um, as the years go on.
0: Yeah. How's it been coaching the Bucks this season?
1: Well, it was a lot of fun until it wasn't, yeah. and um, unfortunately, the, the world, you know, I'm sure your life is on, on standstill, too, right now. Yeah. Um, your life had to, had to take a detour, but um, we were having a lot of fun. It's a fantastic group of, group of guys, uh, just so many talented players and so many wonderful human beings um, that play together play the game for each other, uh, compete, you know, at the highest level every night, um, have a goal in mind of trying to get to the mountaintop. Um, just, just a great group of people, coaches, players, you know, everybody, the whole organization. Um, it's a real privilege to be able to be part of that group and, and, um, and be able to try to contribute something, you know, toward the, toward the efforts of the goal. And, um, We've all been having a great time, and we all hope we get a chance to to get going again and see if we can finish the job.
0: Yeah. What's it like sitting on the sidelines during an NBA game?
1: To be on the sidelines? Yeah. Well, um, have you ever been at a front row seat to an NBA game? No one of these days we'll see if we can try to make that happen so you can experience it for yourself. But, um, it's pretty cool, Max, because like I said, you get to see the greatest players on the planet you know, play the, the game that you love. loved. And and for all of us, you know, it's a game that we've loved since we were kids. Um, you know, I fell in love with basketball long before I was 12 years old and a lot of, a, a lot of, you know, players and coaches did. And so it's been a, it's been, you know, a love affair um, our whole lives. And so all of a sudden you find yourself getting to do it um, and be that close to the greatest players on the planet that come from all corners of the world and, uh, and get to see their speed and their athleticism and, you know, their grace and, um, you know, just all the different things that, that um, you know, make up an NBA player and such world-class talent. Um it's it's a it's a special thing to watch when you love the game of basketball.
0: Yeah. What what's it been like coaching great players in Giannis and Kawhi
1: Well, the biggest thing I would say Max is um it's one of those things where you feel really lucky because um you know, one of the ideas in coaching is you could be the smartest coach but you probably won't have a ton of success unless you are fortunate enough to coach enough great players. And, um, you know, so to be around be able to be coaching a guy like Giannis this year and to have had experiences with, you know, someone like Kawhi and I've been lucky. I've gotten to be, you know, with a lot of great players. I mentioned Tim Duncan and Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker and San Antonio and I got to coach Reggie Miller for two years in Indiana, you know, who's in the Hall of Fame. I got to coach Gary Payton for five years, you know, in Seattle, who's in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, the one thing about all those, you know, special superstar-level guys is um, you're lucky to be with them because it's not very fun, uh, you know, to be on the opposite sideline from them, especially if you're coaching in a place that doesn't have, you know, an all-time great you know on your on your sideline um, but uh, you learn to appreciate uh, not just how talented they are but you learn to appreciate um, the 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 competitive nature that they all have they're they're always the the highest you know most fiercely competitive guys you know across the the league and you you really respect and admire um, just how dedicated they are to their craft, you know, the commitment that they have to it, uh, their desire to be great, all time greats and, and the work that they put into that. And again, I'll, I'll come back to the word commitment. Uh, they're committed to it day in and day out and it's hard. Um, and it's, 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 it's rigorous and they never let their foot off the gas. So those are the things that I see that are, that are common, be, you know, behind, um, you know some of those all-time great kind of guys that you talk about
0: yeah what are your goals for the next couple years
1: well um I would like to coach in the same place for a while the last couple years I've had to move a lot and change jobs you know I was in Orlando two years ago and we got fired so we got told we had to leave Orlando Florida you know and then I ended up in memphis tennessee last year and they didn't like us enough either so we got sent you know out of town so you know it makes uh it makes it tough on your family to to have to change and pick up and move and sell houses and buy houses and you know have your kids change schools and you know have to make new friends and those kind of things uh aren't always simple you know and so it would be it would be um you know, nice to to be able to be in a place that's you know having success and everybody's happy with the job that you do, and um, you know, and hopefully you have a chance to to be competing for championships for a few years and hopefully winning a few of them. That would be the goal of what we all do as players and coaches in this business.
0: Yeah. What are your goals for the next? Oh, sorry. How are you keeping yourself busy during this period?
1: You know what, like sitting down and doing interviews with people like you has been something that's kept me busy. You know, I've been having a chance to um, have some interviews like, like you're conducting right now. And I've had some chances to sit on Zoom calls like this with, with basketball coaches, uh, some of whom I don't know that are just other coaches that want to ask questions and, and talk about the game and, and become better coaches. I've had a chance to do it with some lifelong friends. That are coaches where we sit and, and just spend private time um, trading ideas and asking each other questions and trying to teach each other things and and, and things of that sort. Um, so that would be some of what I've been doing. Um, I've done a little bit of you know basketball work with my Bucks job in terms of watching film and going through some notes and you know hopefully uh, just trying to keep my mind sharp. Uh, on the things that we were doing this year, and with, with the hope and the optimism that maybe we'll get to play again, you know, at some point. Um, and other than that, just spending a lot of time with my family. You know, we're home all the time, and we spend a lot of time in the kitchen together cooking, and, and we get to sit down and have, you know, dinner together every night. And sometimes we get to sit down and have lunch and dinner in the same day and just sit and talk. And we've done, um, you know, some Netflix and, we sit down on Sunday nights and we've watched the last dance with Michael Jordan, you know, for the last, uh, I don't know what it's been four Sundays, things of that sort. Um, so those are some of the things, you know, we've played a little bit of music and, and, uh, you know, we've danced a little bit. So we're, we're trying to, trying to stay busy and, and find all the, you know, the, the joy that you can find out of an opportunity like this where, um, you know, the, 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 normal looking parts of our lives, uh, have been rerouted for a while.
0: Yeah. Who's the worst person to sit next to on the team bus?
1: <laughs> oh man. What a great question. uh, I don't even know. I can't, I, I don't know. I don't have anybody that, that I find that unenjoyable or that unpleasant. Um, you know, nobody stinks and nobody's rude. Uh, nobody has bad breath, you know, um, there's nobody I don't get along with. So I guess I'm lucky with this team. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have anybody I could name.
0: (laughs) What's the best word that can describe you right now?
1: The best word. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say uncertain.
0: Yeah, definitely. What advice would you have a 12-year-old? What advice would you give a 12-year-old today?
1: Advice about anything or advice about... um, Anything. You know, careers or what?
0: Uh, anything. Anything.
1: Well, I would say that A couple of things. Um, You have to have dreams because dreams uh, are important. And dreams, you know, dreams can become real. You have to believe that, you know, but it has to start with a dream. And, And that you shouldn't be afraid to go after your dreams as hard as you possibly can. Like put everything into it. Yeah. um you know, not to be cautious, not to hold back, not to be careful, you know and um i would i I would encourage anybody, you know your age to um to dream big and and go for it and um and I would also say that the most important thing is you you know grow older. And try to pursue those dreams is um, you got to always be mindful of the type of person that you are, you know, the human being that you are. Because, um, you know, your your character matters and it's important that you're, um, you know, always a a great friend and a great teammate and, um, you know, a great son or daughter or a great brother, you know. you have to be a good person and always be paying attention to those details of of the human being that you are, um, you know, and and you have to do things, you know, the right way. And, uh, those are some of the basic things that I would, that I would say to someone that's 12 years old.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on today, Chad.
1: Max, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope, um, you have all the success in the world that you're in search of
0: so that was chad for seer hope you guys enjoyed the podcast don't forget to leave a like on youtube subscribe on apple Podcasts. thanks guys hope you enjoy seeing